for joining us for Woke Moments, a conversation on issues and hot topics impacting young generations. My name is Janet Kelly, and I am the Executive Director of Sanctuary of Hope, as well as your host. So now let's jump into a moment of awakening. Woke Moments! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Woke Moments, conversations on issues that young people in their communities care about. May is Foster Care Awareness Month, and today's conversation will focus on the transformation of the foster care system, as well as supporting families and youth to thrive. My name is Tanisha Saunders, and I'll be your guest host today. I am a former foster youth and community advocate, um, and we will be joined by panelists Tyeen Greenwood and Jayshad Greenwood. So if y'all could briefly um, introduce yourselves to the audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name, well, yeah, you got that. My name is Tyne Greenwood. I like to dance. I love reptiles. And um, I don't really like write and rap like my brother, but I do do a little like, I don't really call it singing, but I call it like smooth talking. And that's it. Welcome. My name is Jayshaw Greenwood. Um, I like to write down my painting because they help me feel better. Um, I dance a little bit, but he go crazy. Like, I can't really dance like he do, but I be dancing too a little bit. I mainly get crunk, but other than that, I just be writing. Okay, you get crunk, so you really, you really let out your emotions because crunk, I feel like, is a very spiritual thing. You write, you sing, and um, Taim, you dance. Did I get that right? Okay, so y'all yeah. vibe out. Um, and I, again, am Tanisha Saunders. I'm a former foster youth um, turned community activist, advocate, um, and I'm just very honored to be here in conversation um, for this Woke Moment segment. So um, if y'all could share a little bit about your foster care experience with the audience. Um, I felt like it was pretty crazy because like we were just meeting our dad for the first time. So we actually got sent to his house. And um, thing about uh, foster care is the social workers, they try and be open, but at the same time with the social workers, you just never know. So they make you not want to talk to them. Yeah, it was crazy because um, we thought it was cool because we was first meeting our dad, but then he, we realized he was crazy. Like he told us if we was to ever like fight him due to any reason, he'll like he'll kill us and then go commit suicide. So we was all like, uh, "What's going on here?" And then after a couple of years of being with him, he started tripping. He started tripping, and it was crazy to the point where he stopped feeding us. We had to. Start hustling, change, get some noodles. Then we ended up living with our auntie because he, he he dropped us off over there and left us there. It was crazy. So we had to start fighting for ourselves. Our auntie stopped feeding us too. We gave us no sandwiches, nothing. To the point where my mom had to come out there and get us. And that's how we ended up back out here. It was a Saturday with him. That's that's a lot that y'all had to deal with at um at such young ages 
and you both were placed together at that time. So how was that? Did y'all have to lean on each other a lot um, during those hard times? Yeah, we did. We pretty much just stayed to ourselves and uh, stuck together all the time. We were never separated. If you could share with the audience, how old are you? Uh, 19. 19. Now 18. Wow, y'all are really close in age. I was going to ask if y'all were twins. <laughs> so that's good to have clarified. Um, and just to go back into a little bit about what you shared. Again, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not um, easy to um, share those experiences and what you all went through. And like you shared, you couldn't really speak with your social worker and your dad was going through mental health challenges and wasn't a safe place for you um, until your mom was able to come back to San Bernardino and get you all and bring you back to Los Angeles. Um, since you couldn't talk to your social worker or have support from your dad, can you, were there any other social supports? Like, can you share a little bit about your school experience? Experience while you were in foster care, anything that stuck out about your community um, while you were going through this? Uh, when it came to school, I was kind of like, at those times, I was really going through it a lot mentally, so I was kind of a loner. But uh, there were a few times where, because I danced with my emotions as well, there were a few times where I was just like, to uplift my spirits, I was just dancing from the old school. Like, they would be playing music, and I will just run out there, front flip, and start getting off for a little bit. And that was pretty fun. Lovely. It sounds like very healing. Yeah, school, was school was good for me. I met a lot of people that went through fostering. And even to this day, we still cool because that was like 2018. And um, yeah, it was pretty good because um, they supported me and I supported them. Some of them was foster care their whole life, never met their real parents. So it was crazy because the way they reacted to it, because they said they was happy with what they is now. They taught me a lot. I taught them some things. They used to rap with me, and some of them still rapping right now. Some of them, they just wrestling and stuff. But yeah, those are the type of people I call family right now. Okay, your family, your community. And um, when, how old were you when you um, moved back with your mom? I was 16. I was 17. Okay. And were you still um, receiving support from the foster care system or were you, uh, were you like cut off from that support because you were re reunified? Um, I would say we were cut off. Um, can you share a little bit about what you all are doing now outside of your dance and your music? Um. Well, when it comes to like life, I really just like focus on like meditation a lot, stretching and stuff like that. Just keeping my uh, mental state at a good well-being. Yeah, and I just been finishing school. So I just been in school right now. Yeah, I've also just recently uh, enrolled back into school. I'm going to Freeman Occupational Center. It's pretty good. Um, what are you both studying in school? Uh, I'm just getting my high school diploma right now, but after that, I'm gonna go to college and uh, the first thing I plan on studying is construction. Then after that, I'm gonna uh, study landscaping. Then after that, I'm gonna go for technician.
whether it be computer technician or just any other kind of technician. Yeah, right now I'm just speaking with high school diploma too. But after that, I'm gonna take health classes so I can learn how to take care of myself better and my family. Then after that, I'm gonna try to do like some, um, what's it called? Some, um, the animation stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to do that 3D animation stuff. So I can learn how to like make animations, cartoons, stuff like that. Y'all got a lot on y'all play, a lot, a lot that y'all are focused on for your careers and your future. Now that's that's set construction, animation. Um, th those are some great foundations to have. And I believe um Jay Shot, you said something about healthcare and taking care of your family. Um, can y'all share a little bit about how you got into um music and dance and meditation? I know their forms of like letting out your feelings and your emotions like you shared, but what what got you into those things? Like how did you get introduced to them? Well, I'd say like we kind of always been introduced to them because I started dancing when I was seven. When it comes to the meditation and all that, that kind of came to us over time because we watched a lot of like anime. It's like Japanese cartoons and uh there was just something about meditating and like training and all that that we always liked. So we gave it a try ourselves and it worked out well. Yeah, not only that, but like a lot of times we ended up by ourselves. And you know, when you're by yourself, you start to think. And sometimes, because the point of meditation is not to control your thoughts, it's to not let it control you. So sometimes you gotta get the whole reset. Y'all dropping jewels. That's that's very powerful and and those meditation and um, not letting your thoughts control you are very, very important. May is also, also Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think some of what you all are talking about is the strength that you all leaned on within each other, but also looking within yourself for that balance as you're dealing with these tough times. And I feel like so so much for foster youth a lot of times people think okay once you're out the foster care system things get better things get easier but it's like a lot of our challenges continue on throughout our lives so to hear you all talk about meditation dancing and music and really centering yourself whew, it's really powerful and um and I would love to hear more of um do you all teach that in community do you teach others well yeah we have taught some others we've even um like had a few performances at um this um it was like the um, gated community we used to live in yeah we just came up like with uh, little choreographies and stuff like that they mainly have freestyle because i'm not really good at when it comes to choreography but freestyle love it do you have any like basic tips for somebody? Um, I, I keep going back to meditation because people talk about meditation so much and mental health so much right now. And for me personally, when I try and meditate, I fall asleep. Well, there's multiple kind of meditations. There's the one where you can sit crisscross applesauce and that one is to manage your thoughts control you. So whenever you do a meditation like that, I say try and think of like a blank white space 
or even a black space because the color really doesn't matter. It's the point is to like clear your mind. Whatever, whatever that might be, you're supposed to think on that. And not all the stuff that clouds your mind. Like the world, bills, all that type of stuff. You're not supposed to think about that at the time. Because whenever you meditate, you're leaving into the astral plane. And sleeping is a meditation. That's actually when your soul temporarily leaves your body. And that's where dreams come from. And um, there's another meditation where you could lay on like wood. It has to be like wooden type floor, basically. It can't be like soft floor. You lay with uh, your body straight with your arms to the side. And um, you kind of imagine your body sinking into the floor. And that's just the meditation to like get rid of all the pains in your body and stuff like that. And whenever you meditate, you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Drawing breaths from the uh, diaphragm of your body, meaning the solar plexus. I low key feel like I have to pay you for for that that knowledge you just dropped on me. Just those little tips right <laughs> there. Like, if you don't mind, when we end out, we're gonna close out with some mindful breathing, at least so you can walk us through. Cause those are little things that we can do in our daily lives. And I feel like um, a lot of times we're just go, 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 but don't take time to just take that little bit of breath. Um, so I, I think that that's just so powerful. Um, going back into your experience within the foster care system, can you share um, some things that you thought would have been helpful to you all um, to have to have a better experience and a better transition um, while you were in care? Uh, when it comes to like ways we could have like been better in the when we were with our dad and stuff, I say just like visits was coming up that made the social worker not be able to make it. And it was just kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So your social yeah, worker didn't really happen. Yeah, they started lying too. They started telling the little ones that my mom died and stuff, which wasn't true. And, um, uh, to the point where they started losing hope. They started thinking that, you know, we gave up on them. It was a lot of things that they did. Cause um, they dad and they social, they social workers dad, like they dad social worker was also helping them with the lies. So she was putting it in the black and white. And she was also adding extra stuff to the statements that they said and putting lies on. So to be honest, we just needed like a truthful, an actual social worker that would help that actually care. Because that social worker, that particular one, never really liked my mom. Mom had that social worker for a while. She just got a new one. And now that one is my little baby brother and sister's official, that's their dad official worker. So she gonna forever hate my mom. So she gonna forever go against us. Rather than try and help. So a stronger or, or uh, a better relationship with the social worker um, who was supportive to you all, who listened to you and made you feel or, or, or had you had that trust with them would have been better. Um, because like you all mentioned before, you didn't feel like you could trust this person. So you weren't able to share authentically, share your truth with the social worker because that trust wasn't there. 
Um, how many siblings do you all have? Uh, all of us together, it's it's seven of us, but eight of us, including our dad's side. But he's way older, and we only met him like twice. But not including my dad. Yeah. Yeah, because we lost a brother. We lost a, a little brother when he was three. Took the cancer to the brain. And at that time, that's when that same social worker was around. And that's one of the things she used against my mom. She used that against my mom very hard. Um, much respect and sorry to hear about the loss of your little brother um, to cancer. Um, aside from so the social workers, um, which is really, really important, an important change, having social workers who are committed to the work really are able to show up and be supportive. What other changes would you like to see in um, the foster care system overall? Um, I feel like, like, I know people are going to be people, but when it comes to social working, they shouldn't be biased. Like, they can't, they can't judge what they're working with. They have to go off of, like, what's going on in the household and assess the situation, I would say, or how they could help rather than just separate everything. Because separation is most of the time worse than, um, Just most of the time, separation is worse. So strengthening the families, keeping families, working to keep families together. Yeah. Because sometimes through those separations, they never get back together. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like y'all also have, oh, I'm sorry, Jay Shad, did you want to also answer that? Well, yeah, I agree with them, but um, to be honest, I feel like the judges, because they're the ones that really call the shots, I feel like they should be more observant and listen and actually care more about the, the um, case and what's going on. Because sometimes they just they just come up with something that don't even make sense. Like, for example, they just be on like, oh, we'll just take the kid or something. Like, they use their authority in the wrong way when they be using it in a good way. It's like they made all that get to their head and they don't use it the way they should. You know, like normal people in the world, they get too much power and they, they abuse it. That's what they be doing, they just be abusing it. And with your younger siblings in um, the foster care system, are there any changes um, that you see as far um, as their situation compared to your experience? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of changes. Like for instance, at first they were with, um, at first they were with their dad, but some stuff happened with that. And uh, now they they stayed with um, a Hispanic family for like, that was had like 15 other foster kids in the home. I don't know what happened with that, but they have to get moved out of their house too. and. Uh, now they're staying with their aunts on their dad's side of the family. So are you they've kind of just done a lot. Yeah, we're very close with them. 
but it's been me since we've seen him. It's been like five years now. Is um is it because of the distance or what's keeping you all um separated from them? Pretty much the distance. But it's a social worker too. Like she's not trying to give us no more business right now. Like for a while she ain't be trying to give us no business. Are you, is it it's a certain limit to how much time you could spend with them? Is that what you mean when it comes to the visits? You have to go through your social worker to arrange it or their social workers to it's something like that because the last time we seen them, it was like 2017, 2018, it was at a park for like three hours. And that was the longest visit we had. Every other visit was 20 hours. And if you don't mind sharing, what are what are your siblings' ages? Um, our sister, she's eight now. She's nine. Oh, yeah. Well, she's nine now, and our younger brother, he's seven. He's about to be eight. But when it happened, my man was three. Right? Mm. Yeah. But when it happened, my little brother was three. And our sister was five. She was four. She was four. She was about to be five. So they were really, really young. Um, that's like pre preschool age. So now they're in what, second and third grade. Are you all able to keep in contact like over through the phone? I know young children these days can like work our cell phones better than us um so are y'all able to like facetime and do things like that um no not really but my mom she she is type to never give up so she found a way to like sneak and talk to them but the thing is she's going to talk to my sister because my little brother he talks too much so he'll tell everything meaning he'll tell them like they dad because they dad actually a bad person well, my, my sister, she wouldn't care about none of that. She just wanted to spend time and talk. So um, probably like three weeks ago or two weeks ago, my mom talked to her on the phone, but she couldn't talk to him because, you know, he'll tell too much. So she was only able to talk to her. Yeah, and they, uh, don't want, they don't want them talking to our mom. Yeah. So um, I told my mom next time she talks to her, to tell her to get Instagram or something so I could, like, find her and then talk to her from there. That sounds like also something that really needs to change within the foster care system because that's currently happening. It should be important and emphasize um, that siblings can have relationships with each other um, in addition to reunification being something that's emphasized, really strengthening those relationships among siblings, especially when they want to reach out because you all are a great resource to your siblings. You all are family and y'all care and y'all have so much to, so much love and life to pour into them. And it sounds like you definitely want to have more opportunities to connect with them. So really um, something that the foster care system should be, um, trans a way that it should be transformed is to strengthen relationships among siblings and amongst biological families who want to be there for their, their family. Are they based in Los Angeles or where are your siblings? Um, they in Riverside County, they in Marino Valley with, um, with a auntie right now. So yeah, that distance is very hard but, um, for y'all. 
Yeah, but in 2020, the good part about them being gone is because in 2020, we had got another little brother. And it's going to be crazy when they see him because, you know, they go, I don't know how they're going to react to it. Because um, they, they always want to be a big brother or a big sister. But, um, yeah, we had got him. He the biggest one out of us, too. He, he came a big boy. So, um, yeah, he, he likes to get, too. He like a white boy. But I think he's going to get darker. But, yeah, we had just got him. We was with him for, like, it was only a month, but it felt way longer than that. But he grew fast, and um, I'm pretty sure you know who we are. And, yeah, but he's out here, though. He's in Los Angeles somewhere. And but he I feel was like he in a good spot right now. I feel like he in a good spot right now. He been getting big. The people like they actually care about him. Yeah. And he's a baby, or how old is he? Yeah, he's a. Baby. Um, he's one now. Okay. He's turning two this year. Wow, he was born in in twenty twenty during a pandemic, or y'all met him in twenty twenty. Nah, during the pandemic. Yeah. And um, ha- has the pandemic affected you all's um, relationship or experience with the foster care system? Has um, has that been used as a reason why it's um, difficult to connect with your siblings this past year because of the pandemic? Or um, has that affected you all in any way? Um, it kind of hasn't with the pandemic. We just try and stay like indoors as much mm-hmm. as possible. And when we are outside, we just stick to ourselves. And that's pretty much it. When it comes to the foster care, it's been a minute since we've actually been in contact with them. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to a therapist and she says that she will help me. She will help me try to get back in contact with them. But um, the, the um, pandemic, it was a good effect and a bad effect because of you know my people dying and stuff. But um, it made us be in the house more. It made us be in a room. You know, some people can't even be a room in a room all day by themselves, or in the dark by themselves. Like when we first went to our dad, that's what I did. I just went in the dark room by myself. I learned how to be alone. It was scary, but I fought through it. So um, it was good because it made the spiritual levels go higher. You know, it taught me a lot of things about myself. That's when I started writing like for for more. And yeah, it was it was a good effect and a bad effect. That's a great way to look at it, because um, twenty twenty has really really taught us a lot. <laughs> and I'm one of those people who's been struggling through being alone. <laughs> I thought I like to be alone, but I think I'm going to take some of y'all meditation tips and, and use those, even though we are on the, we are starting to open up more as a city and county um, and a nation around the pandemic as more folks get vaccinated and things like that. Um, but I think the tips that you all have about spirituality and meditation, touring yourself can be used at any time in life. Um one of the things that I also wanted to um, find out about is what is your current, um, aside from meditation and your music, what does your current community look like? Um, what does that support look like for you right now? Um, 
You mean like where we're staying at, right? That could be so where you're staying at, um, how you're getting through. Y'all talked about therapy a little bit, but basically what keeps you strong and pushing forward and your community could be the physical space you live in, physical area you live in, and also the network you have, people that are feeding into you positively. Well, basically like where we're staying at right now, it's very homey, so it just makes us feel comfortable and uh, everybody's around our age, so it's pretty chill. And I just like that. There's this after school, there's this like, it's not an after school program. There's this program I go to in Long Beach. Um, we help we help transgenders and we give food to the homeless. So usually when I go there, you know, we get bags ready. We'll go to like parks and get the homeless food. And then after that, you know, we talk to transgenders and help them feel better about who they are. So like, it, make, it makes me feel good. It makes me happy that I'm like, I get to help people you know, the energy that I receive and that I give out there and in the world, it helped me like stay happy, make me keep my head up and keep pushing. You know, cause some people, they stop walking, but you can't stop walking, you can slow down, but you gotta keep going. I'm happy to hear that y'all were connected to um, the A Bridge Home program through Sanctuary of Hope and that y'all have a community that is like-minded or um folks that are around your same age um do y'all do any performances there do y'all you know do any meditation classes put people up on game about meditation um well we have about the meditation but we haven't actually like performed there and i haven't been dancing in the backyard though just to like keep myself in shape when it comes to dancing How did you all get? Oh, my brother, he's always writing in the room. Yeah. yeah. I just got another book too, so I'm going to put some more stuff in there. You got another book, like a, a, a journal, or that you jot stuff down? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's built up like three journals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. They, there's so much strength and resiliency and and what you all are sharing and and just your experiences and i i hope that y'all community they know what the giants they are sitting amongst um because those are very powerful things to to keep you motivated and pushing forward um how did you all get connected with um, the Sanctuary of Hope, a bridge, a bridge home program? Uh, we got connected through a multi-health center program in uh, Long Beach. And then from there, they sent us to Hawthorne, which is also part of Sanctuary Hope. And uh, after that, Sanctuary Hope got us connected with the, the bridge house out here. And um, earlier, y'all shared um, a little bit about what you were wanting to go to school for. But if you could think big picture, what are um, your personal hopes and aspirations for the future? Um, like once you're done with school, like if money wasn't a 
um, a challenge. If somebody gave you like a million plus dollars or a blank check and was like, boom, do with it what you can. What are some of the things that you would do? Well, when it comes to that, because I know school's going to take a long time and I plan on going for the whole 10 years. So uh, by the, at least by 40, I hope to be attaining some land. Just sort of like our family have like something in the family. And with that, after, after like I have children and stuff, start settling down and all that, I'm just going to watch my children and make and see which one should I pass it down to. Because, you know, just because it's your kids doesn't mean that's the best choice to pass it down to. Because you might have a kid that might want to sell it for like a quick meal or something. And a quick meal is not, it's not better than having your own land, if you ask me. And uh, speaking of land, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find some land, and I'm gonna build. I'm gonna try to build a city called Feral City, you know, because I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing us, you know, getting shot, you know, getting killed. When I seen that stuff that happened before Floyd, um, George Floyd, that's when it made me realize, like, you know, I want to build a city called Feral City, you know, where equality stands. You know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be something that we stand for there. It's gonna be a good place, you know. The homeless gonna be safe. If they homeless, they gonna be safe. Um, yeah, I'm gonna find some land and build a city called Pearl City. Every building is gonna be, um, it's gonna be purple and gray. You know, that's what Pharaoh the Kings, Queens gonna be. You know, I'm gonna try to keep the violence low. You know, no violence. You know, we'll come over here with that. It's gonna, it's gonna get, it's gonna get hectic. We come over here with that. You know, it's gonna be a good city. You know, it's gonna be a happy place. A lot of mother nature around. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. I definitely move to y'all land, move to y'all city. Because um, again, so much of what you're talking about is um, so much of what research is showing is super important is that you have environments that are loving back on people that are really responsive to people's needs, but also is focused on their physical health, their spiritual health, their emotional health. And for y'all to be 18 and 19, correct me if the ages are, are a little, if I'm off on the ages, but you know, you're speaking so much truth to power, so much wisdom um, to have gone through everything that you've gone through and to come out so strong and centered. It, it's very motivating for me. Um, and uh, if y'all don't mind, I'm a, I'm a plug I'm gonna ask y'all to plug at the end if we could do some breathing exercises, uh, like a quick breathing exercise and um, Taeem for the breathing exercise and Jay Shad, if you would be open to um, after, as we're ending, if you would be open to sharing like a poetry piece, um, I, we would really appreciate that. Just, I'm over here fangirling. I just met y'all, but I, I just, I just gotta let you know, I admire y'all so much. Um, these are things, I'm 31, not that nobody asks my age, but these are the things that I'm just now focusing on is, is whole wellness because so much of the time um, as foster youth, as people who've gone through the foster care system, we're, we're continuously in this stage of survival. And what you all have mastered, it sounds like, is the state of being present and the state of being in the moment and centering yourself. And those are jewels that I really hope that if it's possible, y'all could start doing at a bridge. 
the uh, bridge home program if y'all have the capacity to even do like a once a month or once a week meditation session because I just I feel y'all power just from talking about you so I just have to give y'all y'all flowers real quick um and being mindful of the time um so we're talking about foster care transformation is there anything that I haven't asked you or any um thing that you haven't been able to talk about that y'all would just like to talk about y'all have the platform um we're pretty much there we pretty much covered everything yeah it was like a lot that happened but at the same time it happened all very fast so it was kind of quick like when i really think about it it felt like forever but now that we're here now it kind of like is in a blink of eye But even though it happened for such a short period of time, those things are long lasting. Those things are really um, impactful. So I don't want anyone to think that just because you all said it, it was a short period of time, that it was it was easy, you know, like those things yeah. impact you for a long time. And again, you all to come out strong and empowered and centered in response to a lot of that a lot of people don't make it out um with such a positive mindset and and so strong so i'm i'm very thankful that you all are connected to sanctuary of hopes a bridge home program because through that you all again are connected with folks that are around your same age you're able to be in community physically with people you're able to go out into the community and give back and um you're in a safe place to even think about hey if somebody gave you a million dollars you're gonna put you're gonna build a city for other people you're gonna buy land y'all are you know community centered i would i would have been like okay first i'm gonna get my house you know then i'm gonna get this this, this. but you all are about community and that's so important um for people to hear is that at the end of the day we need responsive community so i'm happy that you all are connected to a bridge home and they're supporting you throughout your next stages of whatever your journey may look like um and so one of the things about the woke moments for every woke moment segment we end the podcast with my woke moment is or was and you could this could be a reflection an emotion a quote that you want the audience to think about and don't worry, I'm also gonna wrap it up with y'all sharing y'all talents and y'all skills. Don't think y'all gonna get off that easy. We ain't, we ain't ending right now. We transitioning. <laughs> okay, well, um, when, um, to me, I feel like just when you're going through bad things, just always know that you're not out of the woods yet and that there's always a brighter day. There's always a brighter day through a dark night. So try not to focus on the dark night so long because then you could get caught up in it, even though knowing that there's gonna be a brighter day tomorrow. And then uh, I got, um, you could take your many defeats but never be defeated. It's like, you could feel like you're on your last legs. You could be bleeding, but a damaged heart speak the clearest. Just stand up and talk for what you believe in. I learned from an anime that it ain't never over till it's over. So um, just gotta keep pushing.
You gotta keep your head up. You gotta keep going. You know, you, you never forget for what you stand for. Never forget why you started. You know? Jewels and gems to live by. Everyone, jewels and gems. Take notes. If you haven't been taking notes, put this on a post-it note. Put it on your mirror. Um, so to wrap up with some of the key takeaways that um, Taim and Jay Shot shared as far as foster care transformation is really ensuring that the social workers who are social workers within the foster care system are showing up to, to do the work, to support and listen to the youth, listen to the families, um, tell the truth, focus on building rapport and strong relationships so that the youth and families can be honest and really have a safe space to talk about their experiences. And then as far as the foster care system overall, um, to focus on reunification and not separation. And that's reunification with the biological family, that's reunification amongst siblings so that siblings have the opportunity to meet and support one another if they're near or even if they're far, that's something that's really important because biological families who want to be a part of their siblings' lives are a part of their social support networks. And it's just really important that um, families are strengthened and not torn apart. It's also important um, that judges who play a major role in these decisions are also you know, very observant and sharing their um, or giving judgment um, based on listening to the complete stories, have care, have compassion, and also something that was, um, that's a reminder is for folks to check their bias. Um, social workers, judges, everyone who is employed by the foster care system, it's important for them to check how they're showing up to this work and to be aware of prejudices or setbacks that they may have um, because it affects the families that they're caring for each and every day. Um, did I miss anything, y'all? No, you covered everything. Okay, now is the part. Okay, so what I thank you, Kayla. Um, so I want to start with Jay Shad. If you could share um, some poetry or share a rap, and then I want to see if I can close us out and recenter us with Mr. Taim um, and some mindful breathing or meditation. So I think that's a good flow for us. All right, so I'll call this one So Cold, So Blue. Go like this. Keep moving through the storm, we'll pass the rain. Keep moving through the, wait. Keep moving through the storm, we'll pass the rain. Keep moving through the struggle, we'll pass the pain. Keep moving through the world, we'll pass the change. Pay to the future, we'll pass the safe. I'll be praying to the Lord to pass the day. Stay tits on down as they animate. Show me some love, girl, you acting. This world is so cold, I ain't laughing. This world is, I can't mess with her, no attachment. It's just so cold, so blue. Look at what I mean to you. It's just so cold, so blue. The things we all go through. Then justice ain't new. We need justice for you, you, and you. And then I just do it again, so we like, keep moving to the storm, the past the rain. Keep moving to the struggle, the past the pain. 
move to the world, the past change, pay attention to the future, because the past is safe. I will bring to the world, the past today, stay attention to what they stay animate. So me so love that we're acting, this world is so cold, I ain't laughing. I can mess with her, no attachment, it's just so cold, so blue. Forget what I mean to you, it's just so cold, so blue. The things we all go through, the injustice ain't new. We need justice for you, you and you. And that's the hook right there. Then I just started flowing. But I kind of forgot the I kind of forgot the verse though. Because I've been doing other ones, so I forgot about that one. I'm like, did you just mic drop? Did you 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 ended with your own <laughs> mic drop? Hey. <laughs> Gotta see what your posture up. Uh, your hands, it doesn't really matter. Just as long as you're comfortable. You wanna relax your muscles as much as possible. Cause even when you feel relaxed, if you um, really pay attention, there's always gonna be some tension. And you're gonna breathe into your nose. You can close your eyes if you want. And you wanna feel uh, your belly button expand as far as as far as possible, and it's gonna be a line from your belly button to your uh, spine. That's what you're gonna imagine. And when you blow out through your mouth, you wanna do it nice and slow. You wanna, um, by the time you're done blowing out, you wanna imagine that your belly button is touching your spine. Now you breathe again. And with each breath, you'll notice that you take in even more oxygen than before. But we're gonna do this for at least 10 more breaths. I was about to. <laughs> that, um, thank you, Taim and Jay Shot. I really appreciate you both for being here um, for this woke moment segment. I've personally taken a lot of knowledge um, from these two kings um, showing up here today, showing up in their truth, and sharing with everyone, the audience. I really hope that you. Um, take this information and really work to transform the tra um, the foster care system and really be a part of building 
impactful, supportive communities that our young folks and families need. Thank you for listening to Woke Moment. For more information about our organization, please visit SOH.org. Subscribe to us for a woke moment wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore SOH underscore LA and on Facebook and Instagram at Sanctuary of Hope LA. Wake up!